Hello. I am your host, the white male conservative that your gender-fluid, blue-haired, lesbian mother warned you about. I identify as patriarchy. My pronouns are ist, phobe, and phobic. This is the Mancast Show. Hello and welcome back. As I said, I will be wrapping things up this week. You will have probably seen me post as such on the Mancast page on Facebook. And uh, one thing I'm doing is I'm really trying to move shop over to Gab. Gab.com, you're going to find most of my stuff that I can't put on Fascist Book because, well, you know, fascist be fascist and shit. So I will be wrapping up the Mancast series, which will always be available on Spotify indefinitely. I don't believe that I need a continuous uh, podcast about the same topics. It gets old after a while. And I have followed other podcasters, their career podcasters, and I'm not that. It would be nice to get a career doing this. I just have no idea how to do it, but... Um, they run out of things to talk about, and they get kind of silly sometimes, and they start saying shit that actually ends up losing me, and even counterintelligence. So, I don't want to go that route. You're going to hear me talk about different topics... Um, I'm going to do other shows. Um, this one, I absolutely love doing it. I hope you guys got some stuff out of it, but we're going to finish it up tonight. I want to talk a little bit about where we've been, what we've come out of, and where we're going. My mind has gone into uh, quite a different place lately. And I want you to just stop and think. Get all the craziness out of your head. Uh, right now, once again, in the media, abortion is a hot topic. Texas did their thing. I'm not going to get into the politics, but let's just kind of sit back and really take a look at what's going on here. First of all, it takes some serious twisting of the mind and a whole lot of manipulation and God knows what else to convince the masses that it is a right to self-genocide. It is a right to to kill your young and not reproduce, but yet call it reproductive health. That tells me right there, the narrative coming from the left and the progressives, that there is something terribly wrong here. And I know exactly what's wrong. Let's uh, take a step back from your religion, from just everything you know, um, and I just let's just stop and really think about what's going on here. The first thing I'm going to say is your value system, our value system collectively as a nation and as a culture and as a society, is manufactured. It's not real. It's not genuine. It's given to us. And if I were to point the finger at, to where it all began, the source of your value system, the source of our cultural beliefs, that we have in the West right now is a troop 
of mentally ill drug addicts. Many of them are cultists. And they are tools in the hands of mastermind puppeteers. I'm talking about Hollywood. I'm talking about the entertainment industry. I'm talking about all of the pop songs that you grew up on. You grew up on rock and roll, hip-hop, whatever your flavor is. The pop culture that you grew up on. The movies that you watched. The novels that you read have shaped your value system. They told you what you should love, how you should think, how you should feel, and they manipulated you every step of the way. I want you to sit and really think about that for a second. See, a lot of us will say that there is some sort of cultural brainwashing going on. And I fully agree with you, there is. But most of us don't really understand what's happening. And this goes back for about a hundred years, if not more. Pretty much with the advent of Hollywood and pop music is when this all really started. They have manipulated your emotions and your feelings to shape you and mold you into their weird little image. Actors, actresses, rock musicians have all kinds of mental illness and stuff going on. They're on drugs. They're alcoholics. Some of them are sex addicts. We're finding recently over the last five years that there are some elite pedophile rings up there. Little sex cults. Trafficking minors. It's not even conspiracy theorist stuff anymore. It's real and we know it. Stop and think about that. You grew up listening to their stories. You grew up watching them act on TV. You grew up listening to your favorite songs over and over and over again that hypnotized you, that put you almost into a trance at your rock concerts. And they told you how to feel. They told you how to think. They taught you about love. They taught you everything you know about marriage and relationships. They taught you everything you know about sex and sexuality. We open our eyes one day and we're in the middle of a decaying society of madness and insanity. We wake up and men can marry men and women can marry women and people don't even know whether they're a woman or a man anymore. A man wants to be a woman, a woman wants to be a man, and some people go back and forth depending on the day. Oh, a boy. I don't work with the males, because I used to be one. And we're all perplexed and baffled as to how we got here. I'm going to make a point. Dr. Seuss... Uh, that was in the news a bit last year when uh, they pulled a couple of his books off the shelf in the name of purging racism from our literature. Now the conservatives got mad about it. Cancer culture! Did you know that Dr. Seuss was a communist? I'm just saying. You got some snakes in the nursery. You got some snakes in the playground. 
you have manipulators and you have the manipulated that are puppets dancing and they're giving to you your values and they have been for a very long time I'm saying this as I want you to just sit with that reality for a second. Let it sink in and kind of do its work in your mind. It'll really mess you up when you see the people that are telling you all about everything you know about society. And then we are perplexed when we have Drag Queen Story Hour. I hate to tell you this, but they have been with us the whole time. We're just now seeing it. When I was a kid, I couldn't tolerate the insanity that is our public school system. So they drugged me to force me to conform. And all my life I thought I was the problem. Well, I was just mentally ill and they would blame it on chemicals. No, I was abused. And I was in an abusive eugenics-based system. I've come to the conclusion that let's say that I came from 300 years ago in a time machine. Or let's say I came from a completely different planet. A completely different civilization that's more natural and harmonious with all of life. Let's say I came from there and I visited this world. I would not be able to stomach the culture that I enter into. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would find it revolting and horrific. But we were brought up in it. It's all we know. We stewed in it for decades. It's all we know and we avidly defend it. And we wonder why our marriages are falling apart. We wonder why our families are falling apart. And we angrily demand the right to self-genocide. Kill our unborn. No healthy, sane species of any animal out there wants to annihilate their unborn, refusing to reproduce on a mass level. Nobody does that. You have to be hypnotized into doing it. You have to be brainwashed. Yes, man come. Please go to sleep. Please go to sleep. Sleep. And that's what's happened. Our society, our culture is based on decades and decades of brainwashing and conditioning and drugging you. Every form of pleasure as well as fear. As men, our masculinity was given to us. I remember when I came of age, the icons of masculinity, oh, we looked to Hollywood, and even in church, we had church men's groups, and we all wanted to project our weird little ego trips into William Wallace and Braveheart, which is terribly historically inaccurate, but we were caught up in the mythos that Hollywood portrayed. Or then there was 300 and we all wanted to be King Leonidas. Which was also terribly inaccurate. And which, by the way, the uh, the Greeks, 
the Leonidas represented, they were the fascists. They were the totalitarians. They were not a free people. But, you know, Hollywood, right? We got our masculine image from movies. We got the archetype from Hollywood. And then we wonder why things are not working. Well, Hollywood actors are dysfunctional. Hollywood producers are dysfunctional. They're using all kinds of drugs. They're getting high. A lot of them have no sexual ethic or sexual morality. And they're telling us how we're supposed to be as men. I want you to really stop and think about that. Just let that set in and do its work for a second. Because I'm getting at something. What if Hollywood never existed? What if nobody invented the movies? What if nobody invented the TV? What if pop music was not blasted into our ears all the time when we were growing up? What if none of that ever happened? Did you know the original reason they invented TV was to advertise? They wanted to put the advertisements into your home. So they could manipulate you into thinking you needed something you really didn't need. Think about it and think about the implications. It's all designed to control your mind and make you want something you normally don't want. To trick you. In today's world, we're popping pills, psychiatric drugs, just because we don't know how to deal with anxiety. We don't know how to deal with fear. We don't know how to deal with depression. Marriages are falling apart. We really don't have close friendships anymore. I've seen how people treat each other. They betray each other. They stab each other in the back or they just ghost each other now. It's hard to find anybody who's a man of their word who will actually do what they say they're going to do and follow through. It's almost impossible. Men are running out on their kids. You a lot of single women. And we're all turning even to over-the-counter drugs. Or drugs that you need a prescription for. With an opioid epidemic. And then of course there's the usual street drugs like heroin and meth. We got it from somewhere. The storyteller and the Pied Piper. They're the ones who sold it to us. Think about it. Put your head into another time and another place. Where none of this existed. In a world altogether strange to us. With a completely different value system. A rugged world that doesn't have all these luxuries and thousands of creature comforts that we have. Put yourself in that world. You think different. You act different. You become different. I noticed that I have a different energy when I go camping and fishing. When I'm out in the raw elements of nature, my mind switches to another place. And then I become somebody completely different when I engage city, workaday life again. And it's almost like I'm two different people. There's the me out there that knows God. There's the me out there that's filled with hope. 
that's filled with a zest for life. And then there's the me in city life that's filled with anxiety and fear, a little bit of paranoia and depression, trying to make it through with all my vices. It's almost like I walk through a portal into another world, into another dimension. I want to stop and talk a little bit about marriage. I am going to uh, double back a little bit and talk about some things that I mentioned in a previous episode. And I'm going to talk about it again. The biggest target for advertisers or authors in the entertainment industry is not us men. They're not after us. The biggest target is women. Women have the buying power. So they know how to manipulate the female mind. And it's actually very easy to do. If you go back to the Garden of Eden, you will find that the serpent went after the woman. Women are easy to manipulate. And I will also say they go after children because children are easy to manipulate. It's a true story during the Reagan administration. Uh, Reagan put a sort of law on the books stopping advertisers from using certain manipulation tactics to grab children. If you're in the advertising and the marketing industry... There was the pestering method of marketing where you would literally convince kids to pester their parents to buy them something. It's a sick tactic. They would get into the minds of your kids and use your kids as a tool to make money off of you. Here is what they did that Reagan banned. Before the Reagan era, if a child was watching a cartoon... It would go directly into toy commercials, you know, during the commercial break. And the child's mind could not tell the difference between the cartoon that they were watching and the toy commercial. In their mind, it was one of the same. So they didn't even realize there was an advertisement going on. When the Reagan administration showed up, they made a law saying, you need to announce that there is a commercial break. And so, when I'm watching my Saturday morning cartoons as a kid... The show would stop and they would say, we'll be back after these messages or whatever. That was a major manipulation tactic that they used. And now the government is doing it to use your kids against you. It's really creepy. Women and children are the ones they target because those are the easiest to manipulate. They know how to do it. They do have certain things for us men, but it's also designed to break us down as true men and make us more obedient and submissive to the powers that be. They're going to manipulate the women. And then they will manipulate us by default because we don't want to be alone. We want sex. We want the pussy. So we're going to do whatever the woman wants to please her. And that's how they ensnare you. Oldest trick in the book. It's been going on since the dawn of time. 
two entire generations of this have taught us men to worship women. We'll do whatever she says. We will try to constantly make her desire us. It's one of the biggest traps that the last generation and my generation fell into. We have to work overtime to keep her interest. We have to constantly try to make her happy. Because we fear that she's going to leave. In other words, they taught us to be manipulators. They taught us to constantly manipulate our wives. I've seen a lot of men's lives destroyed. Trying so hard to keep a woman happy because they can't live without the pussy. As a result, women became emboldened. And women started their own power trip. And they became abusive and controlling. And men are starting to leave. Men are giving up, defeated, hurt, dejected, demoralized. And now there's the movement, the MGTOW. Men going their own way. There's guys that are just sick of it. They're saying, you know what, no pussy's worth it. I'm not getting caught in that trap anymore. Where they manipulate you, they set you up. And if you're not a good boy and you don't keep her happy, they destroy you financially. And if you have kids, God forbid, that your wife is a vindictive one, she will use them against you. It happens all the time. It's a statistic. I find it funny when I criticize feminism and I, and I criticize this female slanted culture. The women, of course, are the first ones to argue with me. And, of course, their first thing is to blame men. At this point, I don't deal with women. I don't argue with them. I don't talk to them about anything like this. I don't. I'm done. I don't even debate or argue with my own wife anymore. I don't fight with her. In my view and in my experiences, women have gone insane. And I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm not just talking shit. I really believe there is something wrong with the mind of today's female. Like, there's just something not quite right. There's something off. <sighs> if you saw what I saw, you would understand that there is something seriously wrong with our culture and it's not what a lot of people are saying it is it is but it's also a lot deeper we're looking at the symptoms lgbt stuff yeah i have a problem with that abortion yeah that's wrong that's immoral look at the deeper picture how did we get here we were brainwashed Now, I'm going to say a few offensive things here. I'm going to say some controversial things. Well, duh, you always do, Dave. Yeah, that's just how I am. But I got to be 100% real here. I have been treated like shit by literally every woman in my life. I have been stabbed in the back. I've been abused. I've been betrayed. I've had all these weird little fucking manipulative mind games played with me. I was henpecked. 43 years of it. It's my conclusion the women in our culture are insane. Like there is a real problem. There is just something not quite right. 
I'm going to get into this in future podcasts when I discuss spirituality and religion. That's my next series. God, or we call him Hashem, or Adonai. He has been taking me on a path out of all of this. Since 2012, he has been working to separate my mind from this existence. If you want to go scriptural here, it's a form of, what's the call to the Christians? Come out of her, my people. The whore of Babylon. If you want to look it up in Revelation, I don't remember where it is. Come out of her, my people. I have been on a cosmic, spiritual journey of my own personal coming out of Babylon. Leaving in a mentally and spiritual sense. I guess you could say it's hard to explain. I may never leave the prison that is this neo-fascist society. But God, in his mercy decided to help me separate my mind and my soul and my spirit from this place and become something completely different. And I have been following the mystical pathways in the Torah to get there. I think and feel exactly like a patriarch of the Old Testament. Now I heard a rabbi, he's on Facebook, he was talking about the lost tribes of Israel. He said there are some people that look nothing like what you would imagine a Hebrew to look like, but they feel it and know it in their heart that they are of Israel. I don't know how I got here and I don't know why, but I have that feeling vibrating in my very being that I should be Jewish. It's a weird little mystical journey, but it makes a lot more sense than anything else. I have an infatuation with the Star of David. Now that's just kind of where my head lives. So I go pre-Christianity. And I have the same family and marital value system as you found all the way back there. I think women are there to take care of their men. I think women are there to give birth. Yes, that's right, women. You are baby factories. That's your job. Make babies. I know you hate that. But seriously, these abortion activists and these feminists and all this shit, they need to be controlled. They need to be subdued. They need to make babies. <laughs> I know that sounds so wrong when I say it. It sounds wrong because, remember... Hollywood gave you your values. Hollywood gave you your sense of right and wrong. And so what I'm saying is going to sound terrible. Because I am not speaking from Hollywood's values. The values eschewed by mentally ill drug addicts. I do believe in a biblical concept of marriage that even most Christians would shun. I don't mind an extra wife around the house. I could use one. Concubines, maybe a female servant to take care of the, uh, you know, the extra needs when the wife is busy. I should be having 10 children by now. I'm 43. I only have two kids. I need 10. Children are not a liability. They are wealth. But we have been tricked and deceived 
into believing their children are a liability that cramp our style. And I'm going to tell you where that comes from. We were taught that marriage is supposed to be about feelings. You marry who you feel in love with. You marry in order to be happy. That's the wrong approach. Because happiness and feeling good and no problems and no suffering at all is the goal when you get involved in a marriage. And if you're going to get into that, you're going to have a bad time. In my view, marriage is more like a business agreement. That sounds wrong. That sounds cold. But remember, your values were given to you by Hollywood. Your values were given to you by rock stars. Mentally ill drug addicts. So who's wrong here? People are going to object. How's it working for you? How's society? How's our gender roles working out? Our marriage is healthy. Healthy children, enjoying life. Or are we living in fear? Or are we all confused, not knowing what gender we should be? If what you're doing and the way you're doing it is working great for you, don't let me get in your way. It works for you. And that's fine. I'm not going to tell you to stop. Didn't work for me. I was treated like hell by every woman in my life. And I came to a point where I said enough is enough. I'm tired of getting hurt. I'm tired of getting fucked around. <laughs> I actually realized the other night that I have a PTSD. I'm traumatized by women. Because of all that I've been put through. It's insanity. So, so I tried our society's way for 43 years. I did what the rock stars told me. I did what the actors told me. I did what the pop culture Christian personalities told me. I did what the pastors told me. And I decided to stop beating my head against the same rock. There's that saying, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results is insanity. I got tired of being insane. So I thought I'd try something different and I started looking in the pages of the Bible and I started reading the Bible in ways I've never read it before. Why? Because Hollywood blinded me to the truth that was in the pages of scripture. Pop culture blinded me to what was really going on there. I'm sorry, but Torah has the best approach to wealth. Torah has the best approach to an economy and how to live life. People say, well, you say that because you're a man. And it's a patriarchy. Yeah, okay. Of course I'm saying that because I'm a man. I do get a voice. Because I tried it your way and it didn't work and I ended up getting brutally destroyed by women. My relationships just were not working. The feminists had a saying when they acted the way they acted because of wealth and because of men and they say they were driven to it okay I was driven to where I am today I could see all the little things that happened to me over the span of a lifetime up until midlife and I'm at midlife right now and usually midlife is a perfect time for a man to stop and rethink himself 
reconsider everything and taking stock of everything he is and reevaluate everything. Is it working? Are you filled with joy, happiness? Is your life smooth? Again, if it is, don't listen to me. Tell me to shut the fuck up. I don't care. But I wasn't so lucky. So taking a really good look at our culture and taking a look, really good look at the way things are, since it didn't work for me, I'm going to do things my way. It's about me now. I tried it your way, now I'm going to do it my way. And of course that led me to Yahweh. <laughs> okay, pun intended. Because it just so happens that God's way made a lot more sense. Study the economy. Study the socio-political system of the Old Testament, as you Christians call it, or of the Torah. Take a really good look about how everything works together and everything functions. A lot more sane, and then you have to study Jewish culture because you're not going to see everything in the Bible. Marriage was not about feelings. You paid the father of the bride a dowry. And in the Bible, they had a form of shotgun weddings. You fucked a girl, you married her. She was yours for life. And you couldn't divorce her. That's a man's world. That's how men run, ran things. I'd say we should go back to that. We should go back to that way of doing things. When a man wanted to marry a woman, the fathers would do a lot of the heavy lifting. And it sounded like a business transaction. It wasn't romantic. It wasn't pleasurable, at least not that part of it. The couple's feelings had very little to do with it. Yes, you did have to agree to it. Yes, you did have to have some feelings there. That was an element, but it wasn't the main focus. Because the main focus of marriage isn't for you to be happy in your own individual little world. The purpose of marriage is for the community. It's to build a society. It's to sustain a future generation. So when you get married, you're accountable to other people. When you get married and decide you're going to have kids, you're accountable to your community. It's not about you. Hyper-individualism is starting to go away and we're starting to see that was a stupid idea. It's not about you. It's not about what you want. It's not about your feelings. Marriage is not about being happy. You have to decide if you're going to be happy. You know, there's uh, the strong criticism of a couple staying together just for the kids. Well, don't just stay together for the kids. You should be happy. What if you just raise your kids and your kids see miserable parents? Is that good for children? That's neither here nor there. And I'm going to be honest with you, the marriage I'm in right now, I'm staying for the kids. I'm staying because it's my job as a father to take care of those kids. And those kids need a dad in the home. I'm intimately involved in their lives. And I was criticized for that. Well, you should be happy. Go to a place where you're happy. Your kids aren't going to like being around somebody who's not happy. That's not the point. They say, what message are you sending your kids? Here's the message I'm sending my kids. You stick it through. You are responsible. You are accountable. You have principles. You're accountable to God. You don't just bail because things don't feel good. That's not what men do. 
That's not masculinity. But we have been conditioned to believe that that it is. We just got to be happy. No, I'm not necessarily the happiest guy in the world. But if I made it all about my happiness and my feelings, I'd have left a long time ago. And a lot of guys do that. And that's why we have a lot of single mothers. And that's why we have a lot of fatherless children. And that's why we're in the mess that we're in. Marriage is not about feeling good. It's not about happiness. It's not about feeling in love. You can have those feelings, and I recommend you work on those feelings, but it's not what it's about. If you want to feel good, go get a hooker. Go get a one-night stand. Go get a mistress on the side if you have to. People say, oh, but that's a sin. That's wrong. That's okay. I'm still, my head is still back with the uh, biblical <laughs> description of a man's household with concubines and that sort of thing, too. Like I said, I should be having 10 children right now at 43 years old. I'm way behind because all I have are two. Sorry, you're not going to get Leave It to Beaver Little House on the Prairie with me. I'm not talking about an idealized, romanticized vision of a cookie-cutter happy little world that Hollywood has fed you, that rock musicians have fed you. I'm telling you of a real, messy, visceral, guttural world. A world where things don't work out. A world where things are rough. A universe that does not owe you the feelings of happiness. People have told me, well, you deserve to be happy. No, I don't. I really don't deserve to be happy. I don't know where people get that from. I don't deserve to be happy. The That's not in my contract with the universe. God put me here to do a job. I'm starting to see what that job is little by little. But... It's not part of the contract for me to be happy. In fact, some of the greatest men of our time, or in all of history, have suffered immensely. Because they did real work. It provided solid foundations for society or made things fundamentally better. I'm not here to be happy. I'm not here to not suffer. Happiness is not owed to me. Fair play is not owed to me. Nothing is owed to me. There are no promises. There are no guarantees. A fascist soldier from our government could kick my door in with his jackboot and whisk me off to some camp. Nobody owes me different. Nobody owes me a pleasant life. The fact that, you know, people say that we deserve to be happy, that's a very first world mentality that's completely clueless as to how the real world works. Life is a bitch. You struggle. You suffer. You fight. You claw. You get through no matter what. Life is a battle. Life is a lot of things. But it's not smooth sailing and it was never intended to be. I look forward to heaven. I look forward to the bosom of Abraham. I look forward to being at the throne of God on high. That's when things will be wonderful and great and pleasant for me. Not here. It's not supposed to be. Adam fell. Adam and Eve fell and created chaos and evil in the world because of it. 
We're not supposed to be in this state forever and ever. Adonai specifically made it a point to end that. Say, no, you don't get the tree of life. Because if you ate of the tree of life, you would live forever in this miserable existence. And I don't want that. The real world is, the odds were stacked against me when I was born. I was abused on almost every level. I was bullied. I was mistreated. I struggled with crippling mental illness and after effects of the ongoing trauma that was my childhood well into my adult years. I never did well for myself. I never had a great career. Life never worked out for me. And I was angry and bitter about it for the longest time. And the reason I was angry and bitter about it was because I believed the lie. I believed that I deserved this certain standard of living. When the universe makes a contract with you, okay, you're born, there are no guarantees. There are no promises of a happy life. If you have that happy life, you lucked out. You hit the jackpot. I wasn't so lucky. And I was bitter and angry for decades because things did not go the way I thought they should. And then I woke up recently. And I asked God, why? Why did all this go terribly wrong? Why did it happen to me? Why? And God responded, why not? Who the hell are you? Why do you think things are supposed to go a certain way that I realize I've been lied to by mentally ill drug addicts? That's why I talk the way I talk about marriage, about family, and about sex and all that stuff. I purposely do it to provoke you to wake up to realize that what they fed you on TV and pop culture and music is not the way it works. It was a lie. They deceived you. You don't have to agree with everything I said. You have to listen. And you have to think. Do your own thinking. Do your own soul searching. You can tell me, hey, David, fuck off. I don't believe that. Okay, that's fine, but do your own work. Don't be lazy about it. So where do we go from here? What's next for men? It is a long spiritual journey of discovery. You're going to be alone. You're going to be misunderstood. You're going to be hated. You're going to be spit on. You're going to be rejected. You're going to be misunderstood. And you're going to labor in agony in the dark night of the soul to forge your path. It's not going to be pleasant. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hell. There goes uh, Joel Osteen's theory about your best life now. <laughs> so before you start, you're going to have to ask yourself why you're doing it. Because once you commit to the process, you can't back out. And the universe does not allow shortcuts. It does not allow you to cheat. You have to do it the hard way and you have to do your work. With every ounce of discipline you have. That is what being a man is all about. And I believe that is a perfect cap to put on this series, The Man Cast Show. I believe that is a good place to end. So what's the way forward? That's between you and God to decide. I gave you everything that I had to open your eyes. 
as you start weaning yourself off of the ideologies that mentally ill dope fiends and cultists and sex freaks told you. You're going to learn how to hear from God directly. Thank you for listening. You can catch all of the episodes on the Mancast Show on Spotify. Next time I see you, we're going to go deep into religion and spirituality. See you next time. Ah! <laughs>